This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Oh, glory hole! It's Maynard here from the Skeptic Zone and Maynard's Malaise podcast. I'm just edging my transubstantiation here by holding my thumb over it a bit, but look, greetings from Australia! Hey, Ken Ham's from Australia. All of Australia is here. Thanks, guys. To say you guys don't just rock, you fucking bedrock! I don't know what that means. Wish you a happiest 200th show. Fucking bedrock. Whatever that means. All right, gents. It's uh, Dave Thomas. Just ringing to wish you a, um, a good one on this momentous occasion. Uh, you've come so far from so little. Become podcasting titans. So I just, you know, just ring it up to wish you a happy 100th episode. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Hey guys, this is Chris from Milwaukee. Happy 200th episode. You guys fucking rock. Glory hole, Tom and Cecil. This is Avedon from balmy Southern California to wish you guys a happy 200th episode and to let you both know that we did in fact evolve from filthy monkey men. Hey, this is Charles in Philadelphia. Love your show. Now I was listening to you. And you were talking about they only had, like, you know, the 18th century, 17th century version of Grand Theft Auto. They do. It's called Red Dead Redemption. And, yes, you get to do stuff like jack a horse or jack a wagon and go for a uh, high-ish speed race. I got to warn you, uh, taking a horse through a desert for 20 minutes to get to a location, it gets old. Glory Hole guys, this is Jim from Michigan. Uh, a couple shows ago, you made a comment about substituting Thor's name for Jesus' name in the uh, Lord's Prayer. So I thought I'd take a look and see what happens when we do that. This is what we end up. In Thor's name we pray, All Father, who art in Asgard, Odin be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on Midgard as it is in Asgard. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we raise the villages with debts against us. Lead us not into Ragnarok and deliver us from Loki. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Glory hole, guys. Tom, Cecil, congratulations on 200 episodes. This show is by far the one that gets me the most strange looks on the bus when I bust out laughing at very inappropriate times. Glory hole. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Reverend Jeebus H. Slack Attacks, Spagpunk punk of Superloop Records, one of your newest Patreon donors. I just wanted to say congratulations on your 200th. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Grolo... <laughs>
<laughs> growler hole really? studios. Wow. Okay. All, All right. right. What's a growler hole? Wow. It's a well. <laughs> you only that's... stick something in there once. <laughs> Listen, that's episode 300, big boy. <laughs> Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. This is episode... 200! Yay! Yay! We have our first in-studio guest. Very this first. Is, this is a, a first for us, so I hope you'll, I hope you'll take it easy. Uh, gentle. <laughs> well, slow. I don't know. <laughs> Just, that glory hole is pretty <laughs> tempting. You brought yourself a lot of lube for today. I don't think you could ever ask anybody to take it easy in the glory hole. <laughs> Really you know what can't. I mean? Like, really can't. All bets are off yeah. at Glory Hole Studio. Yeah, they it's, may it's, not even knock. You know a, what I mean? <laughs> it is a lot. It's a lot smaller than I expected. I yeah. might have to. Yeah, we get that a lot. Open no, it up yeah. a little. Right. That's a that's a normal, normal, normal complaint. <laughs> I don't want to call it a complaint because I don't give a fuck. Right. So, yeah. You know. well, I mean, I'll still call it yeah. a complaint, but I ain't gonna fucking resolve it. I'll tell you that much. It's <laughs> smaller. Nah, you're here. I'm here. Yeah. Let's just... <laughs> yeah. One of us is going to have a great time. So who is joining us? You haven't even fucking done that well, yet. Oh, so. God damn it. It's yeah. David Michael from the My Book of Mormon podcast. I actually fucking pointed over to him. Yeah, you did. Is you this know. a fucking video cast yeah, all no, of a sudden? Not. No, it's no. not. So Thank no, God. Good. I think it was implied. I yeah. think people could feel the point. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 When I, whenever I move any of my girth, there's usually enough air movement anyway. <laughs> you hear that sucking sound? just like a whoosh. Yeah, yeah, that sucking sound is actually our podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> So you drove all the way down from another suburb. I did. Wow. It was not easy. Man. That's, that's a big, that's fucking commitment. That's a barrier to entry, let right? me tell you. In the glory hole. In the glory hole. <laughs> People, I will drive a fair distance for a glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> Go to almost any gonna, truck stop along yeah. I eighty. I'm not I'm even going to define fair distance. You tell me where the glory hole is. I'll make I'll make that decision that morning. You know, Nebraska's I mean? beautiful yeah. this time of year. <laughs> so my favorite part is that we we had you drive all the way down here to be on this the commemorative coin episode of uh, cognitive dissonance to talk about this fucking story from Hindustan Times. Which is so sad. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have much to do with Mormons, though. It doesn't. There it were doesn't. no nah, Mormons. Right. No the Mormons, Mormons were really quiet. But we found out. This. Well, we found out last time is he doesn't know fuck all about Mormons. It, didn't it turns out, yeah, yeah. No, just their one book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's read That's like part it. of their book, and not even the whole thing. It's just <laughs> no. like just parts of it. Yeah, <laughs> eh, not through it yet. Not sure. All right, so I do want to ask you before we talk about the story, like. So you're reading my the, the Book of Mormon, obviously. But, yeah. So how far into it are you at this point? Sixty five percent, something like that. And wow. Are you sixty five percent converted at this point? No, not yet. Like your conversion ratio, like how <laughs> close? Like no, I think they're leaving the the close, you know, of the sale till the end. I'm fairly yeah. certain because so far it's just like they're, they're keeping me interesting or keeping it interesting. So I'm uh, I'm I'm there with them. It's entertaining, right? Lots of killing, destruction, and so. Are you stuff. like a Nephite or like a Levi, Levi Strauss guy? Well, according to the yeah, book, what color is your skin? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I'm I'm white and delightsome, so that makes me a fine Nephite. So this story does come from the Hindustan Times, as I mentioned. Two sons get mother beaten to death by a cultist, and that sounds terrible. <laughs> Until you get to the end, <laughs> terrible. So, so bad. It fucking sound... wait it out for yeah. the end. All yeah, right, right. Because right. 
It was for good luck. For- well, there you go. <laughs> it was good luck. <laughs> it's it's it, like, this is the worst game of slug bug yeah. ever, by the way. <laughs> now, I mean, it, again, it's it sounds bad. Being beaten to death sounds bad. Um, it says the two then took the woman to this occultist who beat her to death. No, um, no, no. You're reading it wrong. The sons beat her to death. Oh, I'm sorry. The occultist said, uh, hey... So they all right. Here, let's tell the whole well, story. Well, it says the two First men off, took yeah. both the women. <laughs> He's gonna do it better than you. Let all him right. do it. So you got these two kids. They're down on their luck. <laughs> right. They're thinking right. there's got to be a better right. solution. Sure. Right. So their sister says, "Hey, I know this occultist down the road. Sure. Always full of good advice. Hey, like, hey, sounds like a plan. So they go down there, and the occultist says, "I've got just the solution. You need to beat your mom to death and your sister." Which at first off, I'm thinking, what kind of referral bonus is that? <laughs> <laughs> the highest compliment I can receive is the referral from your friends oh, and family. No. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, I may recommend that they kill you. So yeah, and they uh, they they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. All that's, right. No, that's you the forgot story. the part where yeah. they where they removed the eyes. Afterwards. Yeah. No. Because that's. I mean, you can't just bury a body. In a fucking shallow grave. For luck. Yeah. For good luck. Good luck, buddy. Well, luck. they took both eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's two for flinching. Oh, so, yeah. nice. So, so nice. yeah, I mean, they take those right away. Nicely then, done. Yeah. Um, now, it's funny because to me, like, the the parent, uh, the, the police, I almost said parents, the police arrested the occultist. Well, what about the people who took mom to the occultist? Sure. Where do you take, it strikes me as like one of those things where you like, you tell your kids they're going to Disney World and you bring them to the dentist. Yeah. So, like, you get oh, mom no. in the car, and mom's all excited, like, oh, mom, it's going to be great. We're going to go to the fucking retirement home. You can finally have, you know, the food you wanted to eat. <laughs> food. And it's, it'll be great. No, no, we'll, we'll even give you the medicine you desperately need not to feel pain. Oh, so no. It'll be awesome. It'll oh. be great, mom. Oh, I can't wait to go. My cousin, they love me so much. Oh, you're just the best kids. You know what? Let's get our sister too. Why not? It's it's all fun for the family. You're like like you arrive at the cultist. Like, do you think you tell her as you're killing her, beating her to death? Like, mom, you love us, right? You want us to have good luck. So I mean, come yeah, on, right? I think she probably went along with it. Is is luck like the movie The, the One? I don't know if you were if you have to <laughs> right? you have to kill someone else and take their luck in order to be lucky or something. Like, is there only a finite amount of luck in the universe and you have to like steal everyone else's luck by murdering them? Is that how this works? Huh. When I was wondering, like, is Mom particularly lucky? And they're no, to get that. No, and I think I, evidence right. here points to no. Are we bringing evidence into if this? You shake, no, if no, you in fairness, we're not. I think ball. we're reading this too early. We should look. Them up in a few years and see how their lives turned out. That's true. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. if they're suddenly captains of industry yeah. and millionaires, well, I might kill my mom. <laughs> well, and again, maybe they are lucky because the police arrested the occultist, but not the two that brought the That's woman true. to the occultist. That's true. Well, I love, too, the uh, the law that they arrested her under. Did you read that? It is the, uh, let's see, the penal him. code. The per- Seriously, this is a law. If, you, if this law exists in your country, you may consider moving. But there is a law called prevention and eradication of human sacrifice and other inhuman evil and agory practices and black magic act of 2013. Oh, there you go. This is a new law. Oh my god. So like 2012 this would have been gold. Who was running this on that? That was their platform to get elected. They're like, we're going to you're living in the wrong place when there's a law that says the prevention of human sacrifice. Yeah. Yep, wow. Right. Oh Jesus. I'm just shocked at the 2013 <laughs> 2013, like, but you know, you almost feel bad for the occultist. You know, it's like it's like one of those people who's like, 
yeah, I write my books on a typewriter. <laughs> I use a typewriter. You know? Like person's pressing of- the cigarettes to the hole in their throat <laughs> as they talk. And, like, all of a sudden, they're, like, living in a world that they didn't grow up in. They're like, what's going on? You can't even kill a motherfucker. Good luck these days, huh? We've been doing this forever. <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> How's a girl supposed to make a living? <laughs> Can you throw a couple kids in the meat grinder? I need to get lucky tonight. <laughs> I'm about to play the lottery. Oh Kill your father gosh. for me. Oh, my gosh. It's like one of those places where you're, when you say mama needs a new pair of shoes, like she literally needs a new pair, <laughs> pair of shoes. <laughs> I, like, I just, they don't even have to be new. <laughs> just please do not kill me. <laughs> I don't need the shoes that bad. <laughs> You can just take my yeah, feet. Yeah, you can keep, take my keep, feet. Keep That's the fine. shoes. Keep the shoes. Like, they're walking yeah. around with like different talismans, like a lucky mama's foot. Oh. You know? <laughs> God. Oh. I got a four-headed clover. You know, and there were two yeah. sons. There were two sons I could share. You yeah. just got a foot. Right? It's good. Yeah. Works out. Oh. Yeah. But, but really, somebody died. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know her. I didn't know her. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Actually, it wasn't feet, though. I think they took her eyes, right? We're yeah, not really sure well, why. Yeah. They, they make nice keychains. Oh, That's there right. you go. Yeah. yeah. No, you, sure. they, what they do is they, they put them in the pickling jar with the eggs and just see Looks if good. anyone notices. Looks it's just good. a practical joke. It <laughs> you never know. Tee hee 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 hee. Someone goes for the egg and they eat it, and you're like, you're a cannibal now. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Oh, you guys. Human flesh again. <laughs> Uh, so, David, yeah, let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> let's talk about something. Talking about let's it. talk about something else. I would like to poll the audience on what was the most offensive part of that. Oh, was it our, sure. us attempting accents? Yeah. Was it the? Uh, I don't yeah. know. No, there's the, a lot the, of offensive. The moms, the mo- me threatening like, to kill my mother. I'm not yeah. sure I think where we crossed. Going to be a list. So, yeah. if you want to send a bulleted list, we'll forward it to David. David, if people were going to find your podcast, uh, where would they find it? They would find it at mybookofmormonpodcast.com. Before we let you go, one of the things that we wanted to do is thank you personally for uh, donating to Foundation Beyond Belief during our hour. We know that there was other tempting times for which you to donate during, but you decided to save that $300. Nothing was more tempting than taking your money, though. (laughs) (laughs) That was, I couldn't, some other guy was like, I'll match it times six. I'm like, it's still not Tom and Susan's money. Yeah, we wanted to thank you. We didn't get a chance to thank you personally, so we want to thank you personally for donating during that time. And you so. were there in studio during that. I was. It was quite a bit of fun. Right. I crashed your hour. You did. You did. We and did. it was it was great. I mean, you made it like at least like two percent better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, we got maybe we. Two, no, I love you, dude. Maybe two and a half. Together, we got David Smalley talking about flashlights. So it that is, was impressive. It's true. That it's was true. impressive, and he brought it up. You think he, he's just a guy who's waiting to talk about? Flesh I think he is. Stuff. Yeah, he wants to show you his collection. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute, guys. This is a rare one. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't make yeah. this for just anyone. Yeah. I had this custom done yeah. in the factory. No, don't put that by your face. I, I, smell I, that. I actually had to go to Bangkok to pick this one up. <laughs> no joke. This is. They don't sell them here. This is illegal south of the Mason Dixon line, oh, but you'll, you'll see. <laughs> So he sounded ridiculously annoyed when we were talking to him. Was he as annoyed in person? Did he did he hate every moment we were on? Because he felt like he hated. There every was moment. there was a moment where I kept like goading you, talking about glory holes or something, and he did put his mic down and look at me dead in the eye and go, "Why are you doing?" That? <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, I think I look back Take and said, that. I can't help it. Take that. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how to turn this off. That's Us amazing. being on that show is basically like handing nitroglycerin to a juggler, though. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. It's just like something is going to go wrong. <laughs> it's just, there was no way this turns out better than it did, so. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our 200th episode. Not we a really appreciate it. We- Thanks for all the uh, beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it great for you to drive down. These guys know us. me. They know me very well because they're like, "Would you like to come have some beer?" And I'm like, "Yes." And then I get here and it's like, "Oh yeah." So we're gonna record yeah. too. <laughs> Just I'm so like, you oh, know. right. Jack gonna be on too. All right. Oh, I haven't sworn yet. Fuck. There you go. <laughs> I don't get to do it on my show, so don't I want every opportunity don't. I can. Do you nailed swear it. I think, I think you really seized the bull by yeah. the horns there. You really did. Glory hole, gentlemen, and thank you for your show and, of course, your vehement condemnation of all things eggnog. If you or anybody really is interested in learning about Big Daddy Cheese raising Joe to be a treasure seeker, to get cow dung all over and D-Day David's help to swindle Not-So-Smarty Marty, even after he went to Not-So-Smarty Marty Super Study Smarty Party Pooper Pal Charlie and learned that Joe was full of shit, what I'm trying to say is if anybody wants to learn real Mormon history in a scathing format from an ex-Mormon, check out Naked Mormonism Podcast or Naked Mormonism on iTunes or find me on Twitter at Naked Mormonism. Thanks, Tom and Cecil. You fucking rock. So we are joined for this story by Adam Reeks from the Herd Mentality Podcast. Adam, there was no way we could have this story and have anyone other than yourself on our show to discuss this. This comes from the Raw Story Pastor rips Bill Maher in absurd rant. He's wrong about God because we still listen to Mozart. <laughs> I, I think he said Mozarks. Actually, he did actually I, say he Mozart. Said he says Mozarks. Yeah. So. But you and this pastor, this is Pastor Manning. You guys have something of a storied history. We go way back. Uh, met over coffees. He and I. <laughs> The good Pastor Manning. So, for anyone who's not up to speed, Pastor Manning has a very checkered history of uh, when it comes to facts. But the story, the story you guys sent through to me, he actually did get a couple of things correct. In that, Bill Maher's an atheist and doesn't believe in an afterlife. I will say, I will say one other thing he got right was talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> I will say he got that right too. Um, I love. I we've got to talk a little bit about his his reasoning. He says, Bill Maher, you say there's no life after death, but do you believe in reincarnation? <laughs> and I thought, like, well, I believe in instant carnation. Yeah. <laughs> He goes on a t- – he just st- sort of stares down the camera, screaming at the camera going, Bill Maher, yeah. talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. As, <laughs> as you so eloquently portrayed there, Tom. And yeah. it's almost as if he's expecting a response. I, I'm not sure <laughs> Bill- Pastor Manning doesn't know that the camera can't actually talk back to you. <laughs> actually, Bill Maher was in the audience. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah. Bill Maher was there. <laughs> he's a live studio audience. And you get a latte. And you get a latte. And you get a latte. <laughs> oh. oh, there's so much, uh, so much to give away. He's such a generous guy. You had done a bit of uh, re-editing him. Uh, you had bounced his uh, his words off of himself there for a little bit and inserted yourself a little bit on him. One of his first <laughs> videos wording, that was... Wording, wording, Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, look, <laughs> I'm just saying... But you had you had done a little remix of his of his words, and he had found this and then retweeted it, 
And then you had read again, uh, you you remixed the rebuttal. And so you guys were kind of locked in battle like two. I don't even know, like two deer that were fighting over the same doe, I guess. I <laughs> Just two, two whales fighting over a grape. There's, yeah. no, there's no, one, no one at the end really is a victor. Because what, what yeah, can you do? You right. can just claim, well, I made the other guy look like an idiot. And I think we both sort of yeah. walked away from the confrontation, throwing our hands up in the air and proclaiming victory. But at the end of the day, everyone's a loser. Yeah. Um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I think this show is the winner. I, you know, I, I, I do want to talk a little bit, like, because I, I want to think, I want to say that I found some of his arguments to be very persuasive. Okay, persuasive. You know, I, I think he says, let me ask you another question. Do you believe that there is a legacy and a spirit that persons that once lived, that spirit still reigns and can still be detected many years after death? So, Cecil, I will just pose this question to you. <laughs> I'd, I'll repeat it if you'd like. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? I feel like I feel like when you're you were in uh, in as they would say in Australia, primary school, and you were there, and you and you were uh, you were sort of dozing in class or not paying attention right. or looking out the window, and the teacher calls on you in some sort of crazy way, and you just you blurt out like dinosaurs, like you don't even know <laughs> what the fuck they were talking about. Uh, That's how I I feel like I just want to Tourette's out the first thing that comes to my mind when you say this because I don't think there really is an answer. He struggles with words, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. He struggles with words and thoughts. Yeah. So, like, really, when you combine the yeah. two, he's really just, just really in a tough spot. Yeah. And I got to ask you this because you've, you've really spent a lot of time with Pastor Manning, uh, intimately uh, dissecting the things he's said, Adam, uh, really sort of hanging on every word, so to speak, <laughs> for uh, for a while. Do you really think that this guy actually believes or under like is actually a, a like a real person who actually is saying these things and thinks that he's saying something profound or does, or do you think he's just making this all this up as he goes along and it's just a joke? You know, I I've spent more time than would seem reasonable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Studying studying the biblical teachings of Pastor James D Manning. Uh, to be honest, I just can't work the guy out. Uh, I think when he gets up on stage, he's overwhelmed with endorphins or crystal meth or lattes or whatever it is he's on. <laughs> and he just gets on a roll and then convinces himself that, that this must be the case. And because he, he is quite a charismatic speaker, he's a, he's a relatively... Oh, actually, maybe that might be generous. I don't know. <laughs> but he has a personality. We'll, we'll say that. Uh, comprehensible, perhaps not so much. But he convinces—he certainly convinces himself. And I think there's a whole bunch of uh, other people who are along for the ride because, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I've never been to America. It's my dream one day to go there and, and see one of his sermons. Oh. Yeah, if there's an interesting part in that video that that you uh, that you chopped up. We're going to play here in a few minutes, but there's an interesting part of that video, and that video has uh, a woman sitting on stage that's sort of direct, not behind him, but sort of off to his right. But you're viewing him so that she's sort of almost behind him because the camera's sort of on the side, and uh, and when he does that flip out, that sort of talk to me, talk to me, talk to me thing that he just goes crazy on, uh, she just sits there 
completely straight faced. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't seem surprised at all. And I, I'm shocked because the moment I heard that, I sort of you sort of immediately cringe. Yeah, you recoil. And then, and then you look side to side, like wondering if anybody else is hearing the same thing <laughs> you're hearing. It's crazy. It's almost less embarrassing to listen to that than getting caught like listening to porn. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like if, if I got caught with like Pastor Man, I'd be like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Like, can't I just like, I would immediately like be like, control tab and like yeah. be like, oh, it's just, it's just like fucking midgets fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, I think the only way she would have sat there so placidly is if she was high on drugs by, by her choosing or not. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? To be able to sit there yeah. and watch a grown man on stage scream at a camera, talk to me. There's a moment in your life where you decide who you're going to hit your wagon to. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to wonder about that moment for this for this woman where she like meets Pastor Manny. She's like, yep, click, yeah. pitching up to this one. This, this is, is my guy. You, yeah. coattails, on it. <laughs> His We're name. going places, big boy. His name says doctor in it. He must yeah. be a good, <laughs> decent breadwinner. You got to wonder, like, what is his doctorate oh, in? Oh, gosh. Insanity? It's like doctorate in, like, Velveeta cheese. <laughs> like, it's not a that's not a. He graduated thing. with a minors in Osteenostomy. Um, uh, Osteenostomy? Oh, nice. The Starbucks thing that he did a while back with the semen and the lattes, didn't, did he get sued for that? I was led to believe that that was like uh, a lot of the audio that I pulled for the third sketch uh, where he and I did some George Michael work in a public toilet. <laughs> he, he then continued on afterwards and talked about being sued. And, and But again, goes off his dial and says, no, no, I'm right. There absolutely categorically is semen in lattes. So he just can't let it go. Well, he did say there was synthetic semen, right? What other semen? What, what other sort is there, Tom? The fuck is synthetic <laughs> semen? What, what does that even mean? Take a moment to think this through. <laughs> so the next thing you know, they'll be genetically engineering synthetic sperm animals to try and you know, keep pollinating oh, the ocean. I don't know. Synthetic sperm. Presumably it's the only... There just aren't enough gays to keep uh, up with the, right, the right, demand. Right. Now, down in Australia, do you have anybody that's a fucking one-tenth as crazy as this guy? Uh, yes, and we exported him yeah. to your country to build an ark park. <laughs> Oh, there's a couple who spring to mind. One's our prime minister, Tony Abbott, who trained in the seminary for, I think, 12 years. He was going to be a priest. Uh, then he was a failed journalist. And now he's a successful politician. So it's a lethal combination, the three of them. Wow. Uh, who else have we got who's an utter nutbag? <laughs> uh, we've got Fred Nile. He's sort of our pastor, uh, our um, Robertson, Pat Robertson. Oh, okay. Uh, so senile old gentleman sort of rocking back and forth on a porch with a shotgun. And he, Pastor Fred Nile is the leader of the Christian Family First Party in Australia. So oh, They probably hate homosexuals, right? Uh, not a fan. Yeah, okay. fa- anytime you hear family first, <laughs> yeah. you're like, mm. Yeah, they don't, they don't like families. Right. Yeah. Mm, yes, only the families without the gay. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Uh, nutbags, not just Ken Ham. And, we, well, we can't claim credit for Ray Comfort, unfortunately. Ray's a New Zealander. Oh, no kidding. You didn't know that? See, I actually didn't know that, I thought. No, well, I, I can't no. tell the difference between your accents. Uh-huh. So It's I think, all the same. Yeah, they sound yeah. the same to us. Yeah, so. to the untrained ear, it's a little bit like American accents and Canadian accents. So you've sort of got to listen a yeah, lot. right. But Ray, yeah. yeah, New Zealanders clip their vowels and uh, 
They say fish and chips instead of fish and chips. Yeah, that's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> that's amazing. It, well, you only say that because the only, <laughs> really, the only Ray Comfort you've ever listened to is my impersonation of him. Probably been you your, know, yeah. You know, that is very it's true. It's like saying, oh, but- you sound so much like you. <laughs> You sound, yeah, you you sound, sound just, just like the Adam Reeks impersonation of Ray Comfort. It's amazing. You know, I think that's the, that's actually what I told Ray Comfort when I met him. Yeah. You know, I, like, <laughs> I think that a lot of people often ask me, would you have Ray Comfort on your show? And I, I think, well, certainly not to debate because he'd wipe the floor with me with his, you know, new whiz-bang fandangled apologetics. But I would have him on <laughs> to play the role of me in a Raygate sketch. So I, that would, I, I be, that would be him. amazing. He impersonates me. <laughs> he gets to get his oh, revenge. Gosh. I'd like to do that. He would. He would never do this. But no. you know, if you're listening, Ray, <laughs> no. if you're there down at the Glory Hole, tuning in, Roy is a huge <laughs> fan of the Glory Hole. I hear he's a patron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people. The thing is, is people people go out of the way for way to ask for Ray because of that mustache. They're just like, man, that thing is just so comfortable. <laughs> that thing is like, yeah, it's like a fucking nice. dick pillow. It's like it's like fucking an Ewok. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Sticks to me like Velcro. <laughs> So now we want to close out your 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 bit here uh, on our show. Thank you, by the way, for joining us for two hundred. We really appreciate you coming on. But we want to close out um, first. Can you tell people where to find your podcast? Yes, uh, if you really have to, it's at herdmentalitypodcast.com. <laughs> and I often say best avoided because it often features people like. Um, uh, Tom and Cecil from the Scathing Atheist and Stephen <laughs> oh. Noah from Dissonance Pod. They, oh, yeah. you know, I knew you were going to wow. get that in there somewhere. Wow. Just that's slip it awesome. in sideways. And yeah, that's... <laughs> yes, we just no, keep it in there for a minute. Keep it in there for a minute. I like <laughs> it when it stays in there. That's nice. <laughs> and we talk utter bollocks. So there's, there's often a serious component to the show where people tell a story or we have a chat about something that's relevant to them. And then we go on with the little sketches and improvised scenarios much like what we may be listening to very shortly yeah well you had uh you have edited the video for this uh particular piece this is a story that we just covered um this is the audio for this you had edited it you cut it down and uh, i have to say you know tom and i are both always impressed with the amount of editing work that you put into your show specifically these uh these skits that you put together where you edit the people uh sort of twist their words around remix them a little bit and put yourself in there um, Jake Far Wharton, thank you so much for joining us. Today. <laughs> and we're going to close you out with uh, with with his uh, with his with little the piece with, with Adam's piece. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to celebrate Tom's ability to count to maybe two hundred, we're joined on cognitive dissonance by me. I'm James David Manning. Everybody, I'm the Lord's servant. Are you familiar with their show? I've even been on there for time to time. Now, Tom and Cecil have tasked me with reading a news article about one of your sermons. It made absolutely no sense to me at all, so I decided to try and edit your presentation in order to make it comprehensible for the people who have smaller brains than you. My friends, the pain is going to be beyond your ability to deal with. Firstly, you had something to say regarding Bill Maher's views on an afterlife. He's become pretty prominent of late because he's, he's assessing that affirming rather certain that there is no God. There is no life after death. You die, when you die, you're just dead. Seems reasonable. But do you believe in reincarnation? Um. Uh, and your answer should be no if you're going to be consistent because if there's no life after death, then reincarnation connotes that there's a spirit that is alive and is now taking over the flesh of a person that's alive 
where that spirit's flesh died and so or it is reincarnated into another person's flesh. You got to say no to that because it means that something after, after the flesh dies that that spirit still lives. So you got to say no. But there is a sense of spirit, spirituality of your life, Adam Reeks. Even when you're dead, Wait. you still have influence. You know, the, the, the influence of your mother or your grandmother uh. or loved one, they're dead now, but their spirit still lives in you. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Um, talk to me. May I speak? This is just impossible to make any sense of. So look, let's just move on to mediums. What is a medium? A medium is a person who doesn't have a soul. No soul? And because a medium doesn't have a soul, a medium can receive the spirit of anybody. And you can talk to someone that died 100 years ago through the medium because the medium, medium has no soul of their own that blocks that interception and they're open to it. And the spirits that are dead or that died of flesh know it, and so they enter into. So people go to mediums to talk to dead people. Clear as mud. Sometimes we loom larger after our death than we do when we live. What makes you say that? I mean, Mozart's music is still full of life. Respighi's Pines of Rome and Fountains of Rome, for me, it still has life. And many other artists, long years after they are dead, still influences. These words written by a regular printer and typewriter written years ago, when you read them, good God Almighty, when you read this Bible, it has life now. It has life now. Right. Okay. I think this all makes sense now. One final question. Having spent several hours at the Cognitive Dissonance Glory Hole, what would you say was your favorite activity? Drinking semen. Pastor James D. Manning from Adler World Ministries, thanks for your time. And that's all there is to it. Happy 200th episode, Tom and Cecil, from your biggest fan, The Vegan Atheist on YouTube. You guys are fucking amazing. Hi, Tom and Cecil. This is Brandy from the Irreverent Skeptics Podcast. Just congratulating you on your 200th episode. Glory hole, guys. Oh, Tom, hey, it's the 200th episode, I'm sure. So we are joined for the next two stories, as a matter of fact, by the inimitable Andy Wilson and Mike Marshall from uh, all of the podcasts overseas. I think they do all of them. So there's no podcast left undone. Um, by, so Andy Wilson from uh, Incredulous. Yes, hello. And Marsh from uh, Be Skeptical or Be Reasonable. Be, reasonable. be, be Rational. <laughs> he doesn't even know the name. He doesn't even know the name of the big, show. Big fan of the show, are you? You're a reg- yeah. regular listener, uh, are you? <laughs> hang on. Let me go ahead and check the... Uh, wow. All right. So anyway... It's a little early. It's a little early, John. Oh, God. God damn it. This is going well, Tom. This is yeah. about I, this as well is, as this it could go. This is what happens yeah. when I introduce yeah. or am involved. Well, this, <laughs> is, this uh, is what happens whenever I appear on uh, Mental Dissonance or whatever you guys uh, <laughs> Mental Distance. <laughs> uh, mental deficiency oh, is yeah. what we're calling yeah. it these days. Shit. So. You know, it's not, I can barely keep track of what episode we're on for the single fucking podcast we do. <laughs> Much less keep track of how many fucking shows and, and fucking projects you guys have. So <laughs> you, I, I will just beg your forgiveness All right. and accept it whether you offer it. Or <laughs> so. You leave us little choice but to forgive. So anyway, this first story comes from the Raw story. Uh, publisher sets off Firestorm after omitting Israel from school atlases, quote, 
to meet local preferences. <laughs> and clearly the preference is not to have fucking Israel. <laughs> like... I love I love the idea that we are reshaping our globe. Like we are reshaping which countries get to exist based on local preferences. If this were the case, um, atlases of the United States would stop uh, south of I eighty. Yeah, as far as I was concerned, like everything, there would just be like there wouldn't even be the bottom half of the country. Yeah, yeah it would just, or any it would other be countries. Like the two coasts. Yeah, right. no, well, yeah, I mean, well, let's not get crazy. No other countries. It would be America, and then the rest of them would just be labeled as not America. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually how America. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is the existing attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, that, what's, that, what's that baseball thing called? The World Series? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we invite some Canadians to occasion. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple Canadian Canadians. Yeah, because you feel yeah. guilty. So that's like the world. Yeah, it's like a world. <laughs> so America's hat gets to hang out yeah. now and again. What, what I really like about this, though, is that, that the Atlas, instead of just like, I was trying to think, how do you omit Israel? Because if you have a gap, then that's going to be Israel shift. But instead, they kind of just like extended Jordan and Syria all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. And what I really like about you guys asking us to cover this story is that not only do we get to, you know, analyse complex geopolitical landscapes there in the Middle East, (laughs) but we're also able to highlight the fact that uh, Israel is a country, so that'll help your American listeners. And uh, also also we can highlight that Jordan is a country and uh, and Syria, and also that there's a Mediterranean Sea. So we're we're educational on all sorts of levels here. Wow. I'm just going to sit at your feet and listen to this geography (laughs) lecture that you're giving us. This is amazing. (laughs) The thing is that I think you you misunderestimate America, uh, first of all. Did you just say misunderestimate? Yeah, George Bush coined that term. (laughs) That's a real thing, right? (laughs) Misunderestimate. Yeah, we've been we've been misunderestimated because we know that Israel is a real country. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to sell them nuclear weapons. That's a good point. That's a good point. And we know about Jordan because they have awesome shoes. No, yeah, they they used to play for the Bulls. They They used to play. Yeah, Yeah. Jordan used to play for the Bulls. So we know that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's a whole country that can fucking dunk. And Gaza is like a type of pasta, isn't it? I love a good Gaza. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. It's awesome. You gotta drizzle like olive oil on it. It's, yeah, it's, a little bit of garlic yeah, and it's, olive it's oil really on your Gaza. Good. It's really yeah. It's phenomenal. So we know all this you stuff. It's totally actually a cut it. of meat. You can get the Gaza strip steak. Yeah. It's <laughs> delicious. But yeah. you do have to cook it a little while. Yeah. It's a bit tough, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. as and, it turns out. Yeah. yeah. Is it kosher? Years of bombardment will do that too. <laughs> Is it kosher? Well, it's very hard. I hear there's a big disagreement on whether it's kosher or not. There are some is, people who yeah. think large parts of it are kosher, and other people who are very much like, no, this is definitely not kosher. Right. You can't have not it. Kosher. Yeah, Marsh, Marsh, people are literally willing to go to blows over that. So. <laughs> it, it turns out you have to actually tenderize it with artillery. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit tough. It's a bit tough. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's another amazing part of this story as well. Well, apparently, this, this kind of thing happens all the time. And apparently, customs agents in one of the Gulf nations, he didn't say which one, it, they only allow atlases with Israel on into the country to cross the borders once they've marked the country out by hand. So they like right. expunge yeah. the country. And I was thinking, that's a hell of a job. Because how, I- <laughs> how well do you have to cross Israel out of the map for it to count? Can you just do a simple right. line through? Or do you have to actually yeah. carefully colour in the whole borders? <laughs> because if you can't colour in the whole thing, in effect, what you're doing is just accurately drawing Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so are they going to rena- rename Israel Tipex? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got the solution, man. The only thing you can do, as far as I can tell, the only thing you can do that would actually count 
is that you colour in all of Israel and then you colour in some of the other land around Israel in order to make it unclear where the, bound, oh, the boundaries no. of Israel stand. Oh, yeah. Although, to be, well. fair, to be fair, <laughs> making it unclear where the boundaries of Israel end is pretty much the job of the Israeli government, I thought. <laughs> Oh, nicely <laughs> no. done. Very good, Marsh. Very good. Very Jesus. Good. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, what I was thinking is you just use like a marker that's like halfway running out of ink. So that like <laughs> as you're coloring it, it just gets fuzzier and fuzzier. Or you just use disappearing ink. Yeah, because, uh-huh. you know, you never know. It could be. Sure. You know, I, I color this in and then, you know, disappears in like the 60s and 70s and then, you know, reappears <laughs> a little later. later on. Depending yeah. on Maybe the you've got themselves like a little yeah. Israeli stamp. Well, they just like, boom, oh, boom, and all the atlases, just just a little conveyor belt of uh, guys just stamping Israel. But then they put in Israel. If it, it still feels like you're drawing Israel, there's a very difficult thing going on here. And for for me as well, this is all a bit you know offensive and ridiculous because how dare they let their own petty political and religious beliefs start to interfere with international boundaries and then use that to dictate whether Israel is or isn't a country? Because there's only one entity who gets to decide on the existence of God's chosen country of Israel. And quite clearly, that's the British military. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I do like from this article where it says the publication of this atlas will confirm Israel's belief that there exists a hostility toward their country in parts of the Arab world. Oh, I didn't know that that was actually in question. <laughs> like, somebody's sitting around like, you know, I'm not sure, but I'm sensing. I'm a pretty astute observer of the human condition. I'm sensing some hostility here. Yeah, when they, oh, when they don't get Christmas yeah. cards. Although, there's a good reason they don't get Christmas cards, in fairness. <laughs> Jesus is the reason for the season. Like, you get a card from the Muslim nations to the Jewish nations. Jesus is the reason for the season. Like... Well, this is just confusing. We don't really... <laughs> I think they probably they probably do call them holiday cards. I think that's probably what they do. Holiday season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to also talk to you about this story from alternet.org. Um, Pastor gives up on God to have a closer relationship to reality. <laughs> um, this is actually a follow-up article to a story that came out about a year ago um, about a Seventh-day Adventist uh, pastor who decided he was going to give atheism a whirl. He was going to basically walk away from the church for about a year. A lot of people were criticizing the methodology, like how can you just play atheist for mm. a year? But it turns out if you fake it till you make it, <laughs> then you fucking lose it. Yeah. <laughs> because he's basically like, wait a minute. This isn't true and a waste of my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's what it is? Do you think he's, he has faked it until he's made it? Or do you think it's, it's the other way around? Do you think he was, he stopped making it, then carried on faking it, and then thought, fuck it, I'm just going to give this up, but I, I don't want to just leave. I'm going to go for the, 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 the soft exit. Could you, do you think he was still a hardcore believer when he left? No, I, honestly, what I think is that he had, he had strong doubts that were leaning him toward atheism. Yeah, definitely. And he wanted to make a buck off it. And so... The way to do that was to have this public announcement that he was going to try atheism well, you may, and you, get a you, bunch of you attention. You might not be being entirely fair there. I think you're right in saying that uh, he had it on his mind already. But um, he did say right at the beginning of his announcement that he was going to be writing a book. He also had a film crew following him around, although that only happened after the story hit international headlines. And he's had a huge amount of airtime in international media. But fourth, he's also said 
quite upfront that even before he resigned from the church, his faith was getting pretty shaky anyway. So it is possible to think the entire thing was cooked up by a pastor who'd become an atheist before disclosing it to anyone and thought there would be a good opportunity to make some moolah by framing his existing acquired atheism as a journey, whose name, A Year Without God, conveniently sounds like a book title. And <laughs> right, he, had, uh, he had recently become unemployed after all. But I don't think so. And if that is the case, it's, it's maybe just a tiny little bit because I've read quite a lot of stuff about this. I made the mistake before coming on of actually reading some things. Yeah, no one does that. I'm really sorry about yeah. that. But, uh, You're on cognitive yeah. dissonance, sir. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 we, no, no we, I'm experiencing cognitive dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> Our only requirement is that you give the headline yes. a quick peruse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did you know, for example, did you know that in 2012, in his role as senior pastor at his church, he withdrew several hundred thousand dollars of church funds from the Bank of America in protest at its policy of foreclosures and placed them in a bank more sympathetic with his views on social justice, social injustice. And the reason for his resignation from the church, uh, in fact, I'll use, I'll use his words. As it turns out, the day came when I really didn't fit in within the church anymore. I had been an outspoken critic of the church's approach to our gay, lesbian, bisexual and transgendered members, that approach being exclusion or at best second class membership. Yeah, very much don't approach them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that approach being very carefully and from a distance. Yeah. Or... With rocks in hand. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we approach them, but really the stones approach first. Yeah. 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 And then we follow up to They're check very the much, pulse The stones afterwards. are very much the scout party in that, uh, in that <laughs> oh, endeavor. We send the stones are, on ahead. <laughs> these are reconnaissance stones. Yeah. That's what these are. These are. Talking of stoning, he didn't like the way women were treated either. Um, but he also had an issue with the uh, with the church itself, and uh, he now works for a charity. I think this guy's a good guy. That's the bottom line here. And um, the whole, I'm going to pose this question to you because he says the whole thing started by an atheist asking him a simple question. What difference does God make? So what do you think? What, what do we think? What difference does yeah. God make? I don't, I, clearly, I don't think it makes much of a difference at all. I, I think if you get rid of that, then you can actually focus on the things that are more important. Like clearly he has social justice in mind, right? And then that's what he wanted to focus right, on. Yeah. God was just... This God shit was just getting in the way. It was an anchor to what he wanted to accomplish. Hmm. Yeah, it depends how you're asking the question, I guess, really, because uh, if you want to ask what difference does God make, then we've just covered a whole story about how Israel has been expunged right. from the map because of yeah. a disagreement over which God uh, believes it should be there or not. I think those are the differences that God makes. I haven't seen any positive differences yet. I think lots of people do good works in the name of God, which is, you know, if that's what inspires them to do it, that's fine. But it's, it's the people doing them, not the God. Um, but what do you think Ryan Bell's, and this is what I found fascinating about the whole thing. Um, what do you think Ryan Bell's answer to that question was? When he started out on his year without God, and he uh, was explaining that he'd been asked this question, and he, he, he gave an answer to the question, what difference does God make? And it was one word. Can you think what it was? It, it depends. Is, uh one word. Uh, <laughs> it depends. It depends on that. If that's hyphen. Yeah, not. I think it's hyphen. hyphen. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then I think it's one word. I'm yeah. going to go with one word on that. <laughs> well, the word. I think the answer is just y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all. But that doesn't address it. Clearly yeah. addresses well, it. after after spending an entire life in the service of the Lord, his answer was the word hope. 
And I, what does it even mean? I, exactly. I'm not fucking... Sur- what does I'm, that mean? I'm, like, not in the, I'm not in the least fucking surprised he took a year out. <laughs> you think, <laughs> think his master would have given him a bit more to cling on to, wouldn't you? I assume the question wasn't... In a word, what difference does God make? Like, oh, wow, in a word. Hang on. Um, oh, God, because I, I could give you a whole paragraph. I could start recite, but you wanted me to whittle it down to a single word. Is it, was it like some sort of uh, after-dinner party game? Yeah. <laughs> maybe he misunderstood, and maybe he thought that they said, what difference does Barack Obama make? <laughs> and then he was like, oh, hope, hope. That's what he went Wait, on. Wait, is it hope, hope or change? Oh, I can't remember hey, which on one to now. use. Let's not get crazy about the change. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, right? We can <laughs> go for the hope for the so. change. <laughs> Still hoping. Yeah. A lot of hoping. Well, hoping, as it turns out, isn't actually very effective. Didn't he, sound very, you know, he sounds very atheist. I should even say nope. And they just mis- <laughs> misquoted him. Just, nope. There was just a translation error. That's all yeah. that was. Yeah. Somebody, the guy wrote it down wrong. He's got sloppy handwriting. The reporter is like, oh, is that hope or nope? Yeah, hope's a better headline. Yeah. Let's go with hope. Let's report it as hope. Because nope seems a little, like, honest. Let's skip that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, in the days leading up to a really good holiday that you're looking forward to, how do you feel, guys? How do you feel in yourself when you're looking forward to a great holiday? Uh, 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 all right, actually, yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't. I don't because I don't feel excitement almost ever. I'm not excited about going on holiday. I don't look forward to things ever. Honestly, I am the, I'm terrible for it. I, I am just totally neutral. I, I, hadn't, I didn't have that answer in my script. Could you choose a different one? <laughs> this is incredulous, Andy. We don't run off your script here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I were both looking at each other panic-like. Wait, and then we figured out that you were talking about actually vacation, not holiday. holiday. Yeah. Not like Christmas, Christmas or Easter oh, or Hanukkah. Yeah, we're right. like, wait, yeah. Christmas? My, yeah. Point, yeah. my, point, my nobody, point is that yeah. you feel better even though you're not actually on it yet. And that's what religion's offering in this case, I think. Um, but uh, I, just, I just don't understand why, uh, why this, it's so fucking shallow. Mm-hmm. And this is the best example I've seen for a long time of how shallow it is. Because even this guy who spent his entire lifetime in it, the best he can do is optimism. It's interesting, too. Tom and I were talking a little bit about this beforehand. Uh, we don't want to call it research, no, no, but no, we no. were mm, we were talking mm. a little bit about it beforehand, and we we had we had a conversation. And one of the things we said was, you know, once once you leave and once you start really thinking, there really is no way back. Yeah. You could lie to yourself, I think, and try to say, oh, because I was a believer before I became an atheist, and I, I uh, there was times where I really wish I didn't think the things I thought, but there was no way. There's just no way back once you. Once you release those thoughts and you and you're you're not thinking that there's a god anymore, you can't just be like, "Well, I really want there to be, so I'm just going to pretend." You just can't do that. So did yeah. it happen gradually, or did it was there some some epi- epiphany? Uh, you know, the, <laughs> a Damascus moment. I came out as an agnostic beforehand, but hadn't really thought about it. And then, um, funny enough, my dog died, and that's when everything sort of flipped out for me. I, I, and just I, on, I, on a scale of one ten, how funny was that? Because it didn't seem the funniest thing to to. Oh, it yeah, this, really was not, this really hilarious yeah. thing happened, right? The dog it's full like on a, dead. Brilliant. It's like a. Uh, well, he was sort of stiff, so I'll give it a one. The thing yeah. is, he fell off a cliff and flattened like Wiley e. Coyote. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. right. So it was yeah. sort of hilarious. Yeah, I caught an anvil on the head. Right, yeah. <laughs> piano dropped on him. I feel inspired to write a blues song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was. Uh, it was. That was a quick transition. Right. So it was, and, and that was that was a really strange time. But it was. It was one of those feelings that you get that. Uh, that you wish you could go back to those moments where you did think there was a God, because it is comforting yeah. to think that you're going to go on forever and that when you go to heaven, all these little puppies are going to run up to you and it's going to be great or whatever. But Yeah, uh, 72 but, puppies I think you get, is it? 
Yeah, seventy-two. <laughs> well, it depends on. Well, hey now, are they virgins, yeah. Marsh? Are they virgins? They're puppies, Andy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Any holes are gold. So. <laughs> Every hole's a gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, I had to repeat that in case it got missed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wow. wrap this up. Um, that's, I think, that's that's the cue. Now, Before uh, the police now, arrive. You're clearly, Marsh, you're clearly still doing both podcasts. Uh, do you want to tell our listeners about both of them? Yeah, so I do, uh, I do Skeptics with a K, which is uh, a little bit like this, although we read the full stories ahead of time, uh, wow. essentially. Whoa. And also we've got someone <laughs> on the show with any degree of expertise, which uh, I'll stress isn't me. Uh, but yeah, we, we take a look at a, a few kind of stories and uh, it, it, t- it tends to go all right. And then um, the other show that I do that I'm, I'm very, very proud of, I, uh, I really love doing it, is a show called Be Reasonable. Uh, I'll Be Skeptical, actually. That's the subtitle of the show. Is be Skeptical is a better skeptical. name, I'm just saying. Uh... Tom just shoved both of those titles together. He, he, just, he just, you know, it just, that's, how, that's how his brain works. So. Yeah, be Reasonably that's... Skeptical. Be reasonable. Be reasonably skeptical. That's it. Yeah. That's perfect. There you uh, go. But yeah, on be reasonable, uh, I, I interview someone that I uh, disagree with, but uh, we make sure we never have a, a big slanging argument. We just try and walk around people's beliefs and try and uh, understand them and uh, try and get to the bottom of why people believe these slightly odd things. And uh, you end up in some pretty interesting and weird places if you let people talk to you about what they believe rather than telling them why their beliefs are wrong so yeah that's one of the that's the, that's the thing we do on be reasonable and uh every every show that we do ends up somewhere slightly different and slightly odd i think that show would not work in america like that show would just be called fist fighting <laughs> <laughs> so andy uh you do a podcast but you also have an event that's coming up uh yeah just before i go on to that i just want to say that marsh has just given you his perspective on be reasonable but as a listener to be reasonable um what's interesting is that uh it, it exposes the beliefs of the person being interviewed because it's all about the questions and the answers are very, very revealing and really, really intriguing and informative. So I think it's a good thing. Good thing. I hate saying that about Marsh. But, uh, <laughs> I can hear the pain in your voice when you're saying he, it. So. He, do, he, he does very well with his beer fucking twat. <laughs> I, I literally um, only do the show and put so much time and effort into making it good just to force Andy to, uh, to sing my praises. It's the only yeah. thing that works, honestly. That's as close as you're going to get to singing your presence. <laughs> but I'm involved with the uh, Incredulous Podcast. I host the Incredulous Podcast. It's a satirical panel show type game show type thing, which you guys have been on. All of you guys have been on a number of times. How often um, does that podcast come out? I'm just curious. Yeah, like, what's your show, right? like a rigid production schedule for that show? Like maybe once every week or so? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Oh, you're back. You're back. Oh. I've got you back. So, yeah, Incredulous <laughs> comes out on a regular, on a regular basis. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoy doing it. It's great fun. Yeah. I get to meet some great guys online. Guys I love girls. Incredulous. I, I listen to it every time it comes out at the same time I'm getting my flu shot. So I feel like it's... <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing that uh, both Marsh and I are involved in is uh, is QED, mm. uh, Question Explore Discover Conference, which is running this April, uh, April 2015 at the uh, Palace Hotel in Manchester. And uh, you can find out more about that awesome event at qedcom.org. Yeah, it's like, isn't it? I think uh, it's probably we... at this point the biggest uh, skeptical, re- biggest regular skeptical event in Europe, I think, by this point. We tend to have wow. there'll be yeah. five or 600 people there uh, over the, the course of two or three days. Tickets are cheap at ninety nine pounds as well. We we struggle to keep the t- we we really strive to keep the tickets 
very reasonably priced. So it, almost inevitably people's travel getting there or people's accommodation costs way more than the actual event itself. But we do the best that we can on the, the bits that we can control. And it always feels like it's a pretty good atmosphere. I think. It's, Tom, it's Tom's uh, and mine great hope that in 2016 <coughs> we'll be able to attend QED. That's, that's sort of on the, on the radar for We'd us. We'd love to do that. You know, we're going, you know, this year we had to make a tough choice. Because we had another event in April, and that was in Hickory, North Carolina. And so we were thinking about about our choices mm. of sounds where like to a, go. So, sounds like a smoking event. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Good. Good. Yeah, we, we did have Thank to you. opt well, for Hickory. You guys are going to have to get over to QED sometime because at the moment, uh, at the moment, what QED attendees have to do is they have to go away and read the raw story for themselves. And read Right Wing Watch for themselves. So uh, it'd be good to have you guys there just to you know do that job for them. <laughs> read, you mean read the headlines? Read the headlines. The headlines. For yeah, of course. Yeah. Right, just, yeah. Yeah. Let's not get crazy, Marsh. I'm mean, <laughs> hey, not going to read the whole be, thing. To be fair, sometimes we read the whole headline for the Daily Mail, and that could take minutes. <laughs> yeah, literal minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and thanks, guys, for inviting us on to your 200th edition. We're absolutely delighted to be in part A. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on episode 300. Yeah. <laughs> Only if I've got fuck all to do, like today. Yeah, and, and presumably episode 300, Tom will still think that's episode 276 or something. Yeah, right. So yeah. we got a long way to go. I just wish you nothing but the best for Be Skeptical. I hear great things. Be reasonably skeptical. And Andy... Andy, when you yeah. hit your 200th episode of Incredulous and I'm dead and gone. Yeah. And, the, and the earth is being devoured by the sun. Pangea <laughs> <laughs> fucking reforms. I think it'll go out just before the heat death of the universe. I think. It'll, be, it'll be scheduled to go out. Triggered. Oh, that's amazing. Brilliant. Okay. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And great work. Absolutely. Well on. done, guys. Thanks so much, guys, man. It was awesome. Tom and Cecil, you glory holiest motherfuckers. This is Sebastian from the Headless Phoenix Podcast on YouTube, and I just wanted to call in and wish you guys a happy 200th episode. You know, your guys' show is one of the things I look forward to most in my week, second only to playing, recording, commentating video games for the entertainment of the internet. That is to say, nobody. Can't wait to hear the next 200 episodes. Keep up the good work. Glory hole. So as you might have surmised, we are not actually including all the guests we interviewed for episode 200. Uh, there's just so much recording that we did this week that we are going to have to split it out into two episodes. We have a full other hour worth of guests next time. Uh, we just we just don't think that it would be good if we sent out a whole two and a half hour show. So we're splitting episode 200 up like we did episode 100 up into episode 200A and episode 200B. Uh, next week... We are going to have uh, Jake from Imaginary Friend Show, Thomas from Thomas and the Bible, Atheistically Speaking, and Comedy Shoeshine, and the scathing atheists uh, Noah and Heath on to round out the show. So we're going to have three full segments next time with, uh, with some great guests, some really funny content. We thought that everything we did this time really turned out great. The guests were really great. So uh, we're going to finish out right now with just a little bit of an email section. We're also going to do an email section and an intro next time, but most of this stuff is pre-recorded that you'll hear next time. If you didn't hear your promo that you sent, don't worry. We're going to be playing some of the promos next time, uh, and you know we definitely are going to be making sure that we put everybody else's promo in. Uh, we're going to get right into the email right now. So for this historic 200th episode, we want to thank 
all of our patrons, of course, we, we, we really appreciate everybody who's a patron, but we specifically want to thank our latest patrons, Andrew, Sophie, Chris, Colin, Stormwing, Dave, Tor, Wesley, and Travis. Thank you all so very much for all your generous donations. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure that, uh, that the show continues, and, and we can't say thank you enough. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I don't believe Stormwing, though. Yes. I'm just saying, like, I don't believe that that is your it's Christian his, name. It's his middle name. Yeah, Storm- yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, yeah. my name is Bill Stormwing yeah. Johnson. <laughs> like, wow. So the first thing we want to talk about is uh, is an image from Galen. Galen sent us an image for our 200th episode, and it's just got a bunch of shit that's on the Skeptic screen. <laughs> I love great. the giant worm. Yeah, it's great. There's a giant worm there. There's a bursa to birthers. There's fucking people in a pyramid. There's witches. There's a fucking warlock. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's very good. It's amazing. So we're going to put this as the image for this episode. You can find it at dissonancepod.com. Uh, it should be the very first episode that pops up, episode 200. So thank you, Galen, for making an image for this episode. We want to thank also everybody else who sent in uh, congratulations and plugged their podcast. Thank Absolutely. you guys, everybody, for everybody who, who sent those in. We're, we're, we're happy to, uh, to not only plug your show, but we're also happy that you guys wished us well. So thank you. You know, 200 episodes, and I've enjoyed recording at least six of them. It's pushing it for me. But yeah, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Tom, do you want to read this email? This is from Lee, and Lee sent us a message about the Founding Fathers and, and, and evolution. So we do have a, a slight correction. He said, well, actually, the Founding Fathers, particularly the scientific-minded ones like Jefferson, Franklin, and Priestley, wrote about evolution and supported deistic creation. The fact that the many species of plants and animals on Earth seem to be related is very old, and even some ancient Greeks postulated that they evolved over time, but they had no idea how such a thing might have worked. William Paley, born in 1743, was known to the Founding Fathers, and his watchmaker argument was pretty devastating at the time, so Jefferson and others supported it, as any good scientist of the time would. It wasn't until 1836 that Darwin and Wallace figured out the mechanism and gathered evidence that natural variation and selection over millions of years would explain evolution and apparent design without need of a creator. Only after that would it have been possible for a good scientist to not be a creationist. So yes, our founding fathers were creationists, but that's no surprise. If they had the evidence that we have today that not even Darwin and Wallace had, they probably wouldn't have been. Well, Hamilton maybe. He was a faith head. <laughs> Thanks, Lee, for sending that in. We got a couple other messages that said, hey, they might have talked about evolution. But I think that sort of does miss a little bit of the point of what he was saying, which is, you know, he's saying that uh, they understood the theory of evolution. Right. And they didn't understand. Not it. as we yeah. understand. Right. It. When we talk about. So I think that's the disconnect. Right. Yeah. Is that is that evolution as a concept existed, but evolution the way that we think of it now did not exist. Yeah. So throwing away what we think of now as evolution because of an understanding from 214 right. fucking years ago, you're like, that's ah, fucking yeah. goofball And stuff. why the, why did they dismiss it? Well, they dismissed it because they didn't have the evidence that we have. Okay, well, we currently have the evidence. What he's trying right. to say is that the argument, he says, there's nothing new under the sun. When, they quote, when I'm quoting him, when I say that, he says there's nothing new under the sun, right. meaning that there's nothing that has been found out about it that yeah. has made it been convincing. Right. But that's a lie. Yeah. That's him lying about the thing. Also, it's also more fucking founding fathers knob gobbling. That's right. basically exactly. what it is. He's basically saying, well, if the founding fathers didn't think it, then it fucking doesn't matter. Well, 
I don't give a fuck what they thought. I don't care what they thought. If they thought something good, I'll I'll think it's awesome. But I don't deify the founding fathers. Just like I don't deify anyone. Right. I think everybody is able to err, and I think everybody should. You know, if I'm going to judge your merits, your argument, I'm not going to judge who you are because I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm worried about your argument, and their argument's flawed because they don't have the fucking correct reasoning because they don't. Have the, they don't even know the evidence. Right. There's nothing new under the sun except for the mountains of fucking yeah. evidence. <laughs> There's a lot of new. Two hundred years of evidence. It turns out a lot. So we got a message. This is from Leanne. Leanne just wanted. She sent us a message to talk about uh, our show and that she really uh, enjoys it. But she also sent a message to say uh, a third uh, someone by the name of Chris, who she's friends with, is turning thirty on January 9th and she wanted to give him a special birthday shout out. So. Uh, we would like everybody to know that the person on the other side of the glory hole is Chris. It is. And he has to suck 30 cocks on his birthday. <laughs> it's the worst. It's totally the worst. Oh, it's it's the worst birthday until the 31st yeah. birthday. <laughs> It's worse every year. Every year. You, can, you contemplate suicide the night before your birthday. <laughs> so. No, happy birthday, Chris. That's that's awesome. We appreciate both of you guys listening to the show. So Yeah, thank you. and we look forward to meeting Chris, even though if Leanne's totally ditched him for reason con. Right. We look forward to meeting Chris, though. <laughs> this is a great email. <laughs> this is, I love this shit. This is awesome. So this comes from Amanda. She said, hey, guys, just wanted to say you two are the first atheist podcast I ever picked up and probably one of the best. I've listened to a few others here and there, but they feel really too smart. And I feel like I can never live up to the their eloquence of speech. But you guys fucking right up my alley. I am not an articulate person. So it's just more comfortable to hear people who I could reasonably have a conversation right, with right. than the guys who study and have all these points <laughs> and the ability to back up what they say at the drop of a hat. I'd rather laugh at people because it's super obvious how dumb they are without having to explain every reason why. Okay, I'm sure you guys are actually really very smart, but thank you for dumbing it down for the rest of us. Oh, nice. Glory hole and four beers, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I love you. that. We're not actually very smart. Yeah, yeah this is us raising our general <laughs> level of eloquence, actually. I, I had to look up eloquence, actually. I didn't know what that meant. L- look it up where? <laughs> we got, I'm going to put a video with this episode. This is from, uh, this is from April. And April says this. <laughs> this is fucking great. This is uh, a video called I'm a Climate Scientist. And it's sweary and awesome. And there's like fucking cheerleaders in it. And it's it's just great. It's just it really awesome. awesome. And I had never seen it before, April. So thank you for sending in this. I had, I totally had missed this. I had missed when it come out. But uh, but it's really great. So if you want to check it out, go to DissonancePod.com, episode 200. And you'll be able to find uh, this video. Yeah, it's really very funny. On a very special episode, we're going to leave you, as we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts. 
shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. Guest in Glory Hole Studios. Wow. Very first one. I'm happy to be your first. Just leave the hole like you found it. This is the first threesome we've had. It is the first threesome. And a threesome with a glory hole. That's a challenge. <laughs> Why are we not recording this? Let's <laughs> threesome with the glory hole. All right, let's get See, wait, the right. difficulty with the threesome with the glory hole, I think. I've been recording the whole time. So oh. we're good. <laughs> this is all the outtake. <laughs> The difficulty with the three is that you've got a sword fight to see who goes in first. You it know is, what I mean? You got to work your way. Confusing. Yeah. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless it's a short room with a hole on either end. Uh, it's you know, <laughs> so there's someone in the center. It's almost like a saw movie, right? right. There's like yeah. a guy outside of a box, and yeah. then like yeah. I'm just saying, finger cuffs yeah. is always an option. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed I'd be the other guy on the glory hole and you would both be on the other side. I was a little confused when I got here. We're on the other side of the glory hole, but we're, we're definitely not on the, for this? We're definitely not on the receiving end of the glory <laughs> hole. I don't know if it's a sword fight. Like all I've got is a sheath. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's not a knife. No, it's not. That's enough. still not that's enough. There's not even a second half of that. You don't like, care what you do. You could bring a friend and that's not enough. It's <laughs> just <laughs> So what were we doing? We're doing the people who got beat to death. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. This is great yeah. shit. This is great. Should I do the intro? Go ahead and do uh, it. Do the intro. Recording from Glory Hole Studios got in it. Chicago. Got to separate that more. Okay. That was terrible. <laughs> fucking no fucking notes from the goddamn <laughs> episode. Gallery. Episode. Which episode are we doing, <laughs> guys? Guys, which episode are we doing? <laughs>